0: become Ms. Forbidden. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode thirty-six of Macabre Misfortunes. Hey, Tracy, this
0: what? is a story that you will
1: not about believe. a man named Jed Poor Mountain. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, I want to tell you about a story about a man
0: named Jez. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. All right.
1: Sorry. This is a story that you're not going to believe, and by the end. You'll be upset and frustrated and probably a little bit pissed off.
0: Oh, great. Someone have a toot after this story.
1: Well, this is gonna gonna go on, on along with the lines of the couple of stories that we've done in the past uh, remember the lady that fell through the walls in between yes. the two walls, yes. and then the lady that got trapped in the closet. Yeah. This kind of goes along that lines. Except there's a level of incompetency here that just really puts this story over the top. So, we're going to talk about what happened to Bernard Gore. He was a 71-year-old retired barber from Tasmania. Okay. He and his wife, 50 years, Angela, they come to Sydney, Australia to visit their daughter back in January of 2017. Actually, they came in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. But the incident happened in January of the new year. So whenever they would come to visit, his wife would always go to the Westfield Shopping Center there, which was a huge mall. Huge.
0: Hugie
1: Bernard would usually wait a little bit longer and uh, leave on his own to come meet her for uh, lunch at the mall at this little place the food court that they really liked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he'd give her time to shop, shop and then right. he'd come up afterwards. So
0: he ain't trying to follow her around and all that. Right.
1: Hat. Well, on January 6th, 2017, his wife left to go to do her usual, usual shopping there. Bernard said that he would meet her a little while later. Everything's as usual. Now, it's important to point out that he had made this trip several times over the years, by himself. But he was starting to deal with dementia. Oh. So, Mr. Gore leaves his daughter's house to go to the mall. He had left earlier than he needed to because he said he wanted to do a little bit of shopping. His wife got to the food court, and she stood there waiting on him. She was a little bit early because she uh-huh. you know, knew he was going to be there at a certain time. She gets there. She's waiting on him, and she starts to become a little bit concerned because now she's been here 15, 20 minutes. And he still hasn't shown up. Okay. She calls the house and finds out, yes, he had left the house sometime before shouldn't be any issue he should be there well bernard's son had actually bought him a watch with gps on it so the family could kind of keep track of him oh
0: that's a good idea but apparently
1: the watch wasn't working oh so he wasn't wearing it this day after waiting a while Miss Gore started looking all over the mall. She waited there for about two hours. Oh,
0: wow. That's a long time. She
1: starts looking all over the wall, mall, which the, the name of the place is actually the Westfield Bondi Junction. That's the name of the mall. This place is huge. Seven floors of stores and restaurants. Wow. Seven. And not only that, there is a bunch of like hidden to the public. Um, almost tunnels, not tunnels, but backward rooms that lead to the back of all the stores, Mm -hmm. okay? The family can't find him. And, uh, you know, she can't find him in the mall. She gets the family involved and now the family's looking everywhere for him. They're looking at his route that he would have taken.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing. The police were called. Now, they didn't call the police immediately. They called the police like a couple days later. Yeah, because wow, they they, they waited for him to try to show up and do everything they could. and But then they called the police because he had disappeared before and they were able to find him. And, mm-hmm. But anyway, so they eventually called the police and police go and they check with security at the mall. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got about 100 security cameras at this mall. Right. And the police, instead of looking themselves, they leave it to the security people to go look on the cameras. They checked three, three cameras is all they check. They said they checked the ones that were at three of the entrances and they didn't see him come in. So he didn't show up on any of them. and That was it. Well, they check around. They end up that he was spotted by some of the employees of the mall. One of them said that he seemed a bit confused, but like we said, he didn't show up on any of the three cameras the security guards had. So they assumed he never made it to the mall. The family searched for him for three weeks, and we have to take a quick break from our sponsor, and I'll tell you what happened afterwards with their search. Okay. All right. Tracy, we're going to fast forward to January 27th. This is three weeks after his appearance. Remember, he disappeared on the 6th. Yep. A maintenance worker for the mall was doing some work and a very extensive fire stairway and halls that run behind the stores of the malls i told you there was a bunch of them uh, yeah there's about eight miles of this
0: no kid
1: eight miles on it and by the way this area has been described as somewhat of a maze with many sets of fire doors he's in there at 8 a.m maintenance guy is and he's doing some work he looks down the hall and he sees something that he assumes is a piece of equipment and he's thinking, Well, that's odd place for a piece of equipment to be. Mm-hmm. So he goes down there to take a chan- take a look at it and see what's going on. And he finds Bernard Gore partially decomposed, slumped over in the floor.
0: Oh, Bernard.
1: He had apparently been sitting in that chair that was beside him when he passed away and fell over.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Okay, so let's get into how the hell did this happen. First of all, there is are these, these stairwells where he was found were only checked once a month. Unless there was some kind of a fire alarm set off, they never went back there. This was only an escape route, basically, in case of fire.
0: So we don't even know how he got down there.
1: Well, we do. So now you go back to January 6th, the police do, and they check... All of the footage from the cameras. They see Bernard Gore walk past several shops on the outside of Westfield Bondi Junction before he actually came into the mall. So yes, he did come to the mall that day. He walked in the mall, and but they just didn't check enough cameras to see it. At this point, he's seen heading up to the fourth floor and he went through Fire escape door L-407 at 12.50 p.m. There is no CCTV footage of him after he entered the stairwell because they don't have cameras back there. Mm -hmm. His white hat was found in the stairwell along with his handkerchief, dentures, a men's watch, a black comb, a glasses case, and a $5 bill. So you're probably thinking, even with some dementia issues, couldn't he still probably find his way out? Well, the door he initially went through, once it shut, it was locked. And there was no way to open it from the inside. I can't understand why that would be a case. Especially
0: if if that's something to do with the fire.
1: uh... Well, if there's a fire, you probably wouldn't need to be going back in there anyway. But if if you can open that door and get in there, you should be able to open the door and
0: get out. Well, you should be. Yes, not. Well, I still don't understand why they don't have cameras, just for that reason, right? But like not like if somebody homeless or something tried to go in there for shelter, even
1: right. So he goes in there. The door locks, but there were actually some doors that he could get out along that way. But, but like I, like he didn't a, try. Well, it's like I said earlier. It's like a maze in there.
0: Yeah.
1: If you there's there were employees that said. You, If you didn't have to go back like a maintenance workers, if you didn't have to go back there all the time, it would be very easy to get lost mm-hmm. and very easy to not, to not know which doors opens and which ones did. Yeah, This is a 71-year-old man yeah. with the onset of dementia. So think about this. As Mr. Gore was trapped inside, thousands of people were in that mall walking past him every day. And he had no way of reaching out to him. Forensics concluded that he had been dead for approximately two weeks when he was found. Therefore, he had lived trapped in that stairwell for about a week with no food, water, and thoroughly confused.
0: This is heartbreaking.
1: Obviously, police and the security guards completely botched this search.
0: Well, apparently, so I hope they did something to them for not checking.
1: Coroner said that inadequate search techniques and weak communication impeded efforts to locate Bernard Gore. They also said, or he also stated that distress that Bernard must have felt after twelve fifty p.m. on January six, two thousand seventeen, and the uncertainty and anguish his family must have felt those hours, days, and weeks that followed is unimaginable. It is hoped. That the shortcomings that have been identified as part of this process and the lessons have been learned by the individuals and organizations involved in the attempts to find Bernard. And the recommendations that have been made following this inquest will mitigate the possibilities of another family having to endure such a tragedy.
0: I mean, that is so horrible and it could have been avoided. Absolutely. And that's just unacceptable.
1: Well, since this incident, there have been many changes, uh, basically instituted as to how they handle mall security and missing person searches.
0: Yeah, like don't give up after an hour.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that they didn't even think to look back in those stairwells. I mean, that was never even a possibility. It all stemmed from the police passing the buck to the security people. Yeah. And then them only checking three cameras. Why would you only check three cameras? I mean, I understand what they were doing. They were just basically checking the what they thought were the, the main three entrance.
0: main entrances. Right. Yeah.
1: But he did show up on them. Eventually, yeah. when they went back and looked. Yeah. I don't know if it was one of the ones they checked or not, but they half-assed it is mm-hmm. the bottom line.
0: That's really sad.
1: Yeah, it's a very sad story all the way around. Yeah.
0: But that's ridiculous.
1: Now, I try to give you a disturbing fact on all these. This one is, yeah, it's borderline, but we're going to point out that at one point, Bernard was actually in a part of the stairwell that was literally just feet from where his wife at the food court was waiting for.
0: Oh, him. no way. Oh, my gosh. And just if he had that day on watch that was working, too, that would have saved him possibly. Yeah. Man. Maybe it's just his time to go. I guess I don't know. That's, Maybe that's terrible.
1: Yeah, the story the story's horrible. And I mean, it's like I said, it wasn't that long ago, Mm-mm. and I don't know any kind of litigation that might. I don't know if the family sued them all or anything. I'm assuming they probably did, and I'm assuming they also probably won. But I didn't even bother to look that up.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if nothing else to make them do a better job. Yeah, it,
1: it's not so much about the financial no, gain. It's not about at all. it's about trying to. Sometimes you got to hit a big company in the wallet to make them do what they need to do. And
0: then that's terrible on top of that, you know, and unfortunately in in this world, there's a lot of people with dementia and that, to me, that is the saddest disease there is to me. I mean, all the diseases are terrible, but you know, I just don't know. I know. I remember we used to have a patient I mean, this was years and years ago. And his wife would say, you know, you have to stay in the room with him because he will get out. I mean, he will get up and say, oh, I got to go because I got to go visit my my grandchildren in Florida. And he did that a couple of times. So, you know, at least there was a little bit, you know, you have to be careful because they just don't understand. And that's just it's heartbreaking. But
1: Well, and I think the worst part of like Alzheimer's and dementia stuff is is, you know, they don't understand. But to the people around them, when they don't realize uh-huh. who you are anymore and all uh-huh. that, that's heartbreaking as no, well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that started happening with my mom, you know. It's just, I don't know, very sad.
1: So, anyways, that's the story for this week. I'll try probably try to get back to some kind of a more of a haunting type okay. situation next week. All
0: right, honey.
1: So, all right, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying these types of stories. I know it sounds sad to... Right. To say, hope you're enjoying this. Yeah, we, you I hope know. you at least let me. I just hope you're at least finding them interesting.
0: Yeah, true story. All
1: right, love you guys.
0: Love y'all.